part two of the prayer training course, Who We Are in God. This study, which is the introductory session for a series on prayer, seeks to guide us into a more complete understanding of who we are in God. Praying is an essential practice that underpins a truly spiritual Christian life. Prayer is the vehicle through which we unite our will with the will of God so that we might see and understand God's purposes and priorities. We will find that prayer is not attempting to persuade God to do our will, but for us to discover God's truth and what pleases Him. For this to happen, we must have a clear understanding of who God is and who we are in God. As a believer in Jesus Christ, you and I have been brought into a new and living relationship with God. We are no longer an enemy of God, for through the grace of God and the sacrificial death of Jesus, we have been redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus, so that now we will be able to claim that we are children of God. Furthermore, our new status as children of God has been sealed and is guaranteed by the Holy Spirit. Accordingly, we are able to trust and hope in God. The Holy Scriptures record and reassure us with many promises that reveal the new relationship we have with God. Men writing under the inspiration of God in both the Old and New Testaments have prophetically revealed the new status we have in God's earthly and heavenly kingdoms. Likely the most important of these is that we who confess Jesus Christ as Lord may now legitimately call God our Heavenly Father, for we have been adopted into the whole household of God through the Atonement. Further, Jesus taught his disciples to address God as our Father in Heaven, and we can do likewise because we are also his disciples. The promise is even more specific in that we can be on the same intimate terms with the Creator of the universe and call Him Abba, Father, which translate in the English language to Daddy. The God of the universe wants us to be so intimately acquainted with Him that we can say, just as a young child would do with their earthly father, call Him Daddy. We can now use this term of endearment freely without fear of irreverence, insecurity or presumption. The beautiful reality for the believer is that God actually wants a personal relationship with each and every one of his human creations. God demonstrated the extent of that love and his yearning for such a relationship with us by revealing himself in Jesus, his only begotten son to die as the price for reconciling us to himself. God paid the price in full for our individual sins. We can only conclude that we are very special to God and that he was willing to pay a price that no one else could possibly afford to achieve, to bring us into the relationship that he desires with us. When we are living in that right relationship with God, then we walk and abide in his righteousness. Through Christ's sacrifice, we are also justified in him.
Righteousness is the key, for when we come to God in prayer, the Bible states that the prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. We, as children of God, can now come boldly to God's throne of grace with our praise, adoration, worship and petitions. With this wonderful and comforting assurance, we will understand that God, through his love, is always seeking us from our lost estate. God yearns and wants us to be in a right relationship with him. God paid the price for reconciliation through the death and blood of Jesus. The Holy Spirit seals and guarantees our redemption. Believers are children of God as sons and daughters of God. Believers are very special and loved by God. Believers are able to call our Heavenly Father Daddy. Our righteousness and justification comes through faith in Jesus Christ. The prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. We can now come boldly before God's throne of grace. What a set of reassurances. So, how is the love of God demonstrated towards us? You are loved by God the Father. Never at one moment think otherwise, because the very nature of God is love. Each child of God is deeply loved by him. This love is not because of anything that we have done, but is a result of God's grace, yearning and love toward us. He made each one of us, and even recorded in a book in heaven the plans he has for each life. The psalmist states that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. The Bible tells us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God longed to have a relationship with each one of us, even before we became his child through belief in Christ. We may now find it difficult to understand, but God loves each one of us with the same love he has for Jesus. John 17 verse 23 states, in part, that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them, all people, as you have loved me. And that was Jesus. Jesus said that the greatest love a man can show is for his friends is when he lays down his life for them. As part of God's plan for the redemption of mankind, Jesus did lay down his life for us. That is how valuable and how precious we are to God. God was prepared to give Jesus to die for us so that we could be restored to a right relationship with him. By any measure, that was a significant cost for God, something he did out of pure and immeasurable love. At this point, we should be beginning to glimpse the extent of God's love for us in Christ. God's love for us is virtually unconditional. We would need to deliberately set out to deny God to lose his love, and we would be unlikely to do that. As we begin to soak in God's love, we should understand that it is a growing experience, such that as we commit ourselves more completely to him, he willingly reveals more of his nature and character to us. 
His desire is that we should become more like Jesus, for Jesus is our role model. Our challenge is to comprehend the fullness of God's love to us. We will need to work at approaching God's love so that God, through the Holy Spirit, can pour out his Spirit upon us, allowing us to increase our level of the knowledge of God. Ephesians 3 verses 17 to 19 describes the condition we aspire to. 17. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Why? That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. We should strive to be overflowing with all the fullness of God's love as expressed in Jesus Christ. That fullness will give us boldness in the face of all adversity, but more importantly, it will give us confidence in our relationship with Father God. In the introduction, we mentioned the promises of God that affirm who we are in God. These are important verses because they reinforce in our body, particularly the heart and soul and spirit, the way God thinks about us. Knowing with confidence how God thinks about us will enable us to converse with him more effectively and perhaps with tempered boldness. When we meditate upon these verses, we make ourselves available to hear in our spirit the Spirit of God speaking to us, encouraging us and equipping us to be all those things that the Lord wrote down for us in heaven even before we were born. Filled with that confidence of God, we can pray in accordance with 1 John 5 verses 14 and 15, which states, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Knowing who we are in God empowers us to be prayer warriors and also the people God called us to be in Jesus Christ. The following verses are intended to encourage us and uplift us in our Christian walk and reveal more completely God's love to us. I am a child of God. John 1 verse 12 I am a branch of the true vine and a conduit of Christ's love. John 15 verses 1 to 5 I am a friend of Jesus. John 15 verse 15 I have been justified and redeemed. Romans 3 23 24 Romans 6 verse 6 I will not be condemned by God. I have been set free from the law of sin and death. Romans 8, verses 1 and 2. As a child of God, I am a fellow heir with Christ. Romans 8, verse 17. I have been accepted by Christ. Romans 15, verse 7. 
I have been called to be a saint. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 2, Ephesians 1 verse 1, Philippians 1 verse 1, Colossians 1 verse 2. In Christ Jesus I have wisdom, righteousness, sanctification and redemption. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30. I have been made complete in Christ. Colossians 2 verses 9 and 10. I have been raised up with Christ. Colossians 1 verse 3. My life is hidden with Christ in God. Colossians 3 verse 3. Christ is is my life and I will be revealed with him in glory. Colossians 3 verse 4. I have been chosen of God and I am holy and beloved. Colossians 3 verse 12. God loves me and has chosen me. 1 Thessalonians 1 4. My body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who dwells in me. 1 Corinthians 3 16. I am joined to the Lord and I am one spirit with him. 1 Corinthians 6.17 God leads me in the triumph and knowledge of Christ. 2 Corinthians 2.14 The hardening of my mind has been removed in Christ. 2 Corinthians 3.14 I am a new creature in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 I have become the righteousness of God in in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.21 I have been made one with all who are in Christ Jesus. Galatians 3.28 I am no longer a slave but a child and an heir. Galatians 4.7 I have been set free in Christ. Galatians 5.1 I have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Ephesians 1.3 I am chosen holy and blameless before God. Ephesians 1.4 I am redeemed and forgiven by the grace of Christ. Ephesians 1.7 I have been predestined by God to obtain an inheritance. Ephesians 1.9-11 I have been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Ephesians 1.13 Because of Christ's mercy and love, I have been made alive with Christ. Ephesians 2, 4 and 5. I am seated in the heavenly places with Christ. Ephesians 2, 6. I am God's workmanship, created to produce good works. Ephesians 2, 10. I have been brought near to God by the blood of Christ. Ephesians 2, 13. I am a member of Christ's body and a partaker of his promise. Ephesians 3.6 I have boldness and confident access to God through faith in Christ. Ephesians 3.12 My new self is righteous and holy. Ephesians 4.22-24 I was formerly darkness, but now I am light in the Lord. Ephesians 5.8 I am a citizen of heaven. Philippians 3 verse 20. The peace of God guards my heart and mind. Philippians 4 7. God supplies all my needs. Philippians 4 19. 
These are the wonderful promises and statements that Scripture records to show that we truly are children of God and that God loves us so deeply. Let's close with prayer. Heavenly Father, we praise and thank you for your great love toward us. We thank you for Jesus, the very expression and demonstration of your love, through which you redeemed us unto yourself. Truly, Lord, your love is beyond measure. Fill us afresh each day with your Holy Spirit and empower us to live our lives to your glory. Guide, guard and protect our thoughts, words and deeds so that we will not sin against you. Help us to live lives that are pleasing to you and lead us into all wisdom so that we will be living examples of all the fullness of God. This we pray in the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. God bless you, each one.